Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X studio, this is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon. We are recording live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. I have with me a great guest. I hate to say one I hope I never see in the future because she's a really, she's actually a really sweet person. But I have with me Miss Ashley Crew of Bristol Hospice. Hello. Hello, Ashley. How you doing? I, you know, I'm much better than I deserve. I'm gonna in a minute. I'm gonna ask just a little bit about the the lady Ashley Crew. But the word hospice scares the daylights out of me. I'm sorry, it just does. There's been plenty of myths around hospice, and and that's probably why I don't. I don't really know. I kind of know. I think I know, mm-hmm. but I probably don't. So enlighten, enlighten. Okay, so um, with Bristol Hospice, uh, with the accreditation, I'll just give you a little background. Please, please. Bristol Hospice is CHAPS accredited, which means as a hospice, we have met the requirements of the Community Health Accreditation Partners Standards of Excellence. This accreditation shows that Bristol Hospice has met the requirements to provide a higher level of quality of care for all patients and services. Being that, Bristol is a 24, we provide 24 seven hour care under the best quality of nurses, CNAs, medical directors, clergy, social workers, and our bereavement department, along with volunteers as well. So to be in hospice, and again, forgive me, I know little to nothing. Gotcha. What I used to think of hospice is someone's last few days, final days, mm-hmm. they were in hospice or receiving hospice care. Yes, sir. But now, if I, and again, I don't understand much. Hospice can go on for weeks, if not months. Correct. Is that true? Correct. Correct. Uh, you, know, you hear, whenever I was told someone is in hospice, I was like, oh, yeah. Folks, if the microphones are picking up the massive storm that just popped up, outside the Empower Center, I apologize. But I'm sorry, Ashley. Right now, when you hear someone's in hospice and then you hear weeks later they're still in hospice, you're kind of shocked. Because mm-hmm. I would be expecting the worst within a few days, mm-hmm. but they're still in hospice. Mm-hmm. So clear that up for me. Okay, so with that, hospice is gen- they can diagnose a terminal illness of six months or less. So it is six months. Mm-hmm. I guess max. Max, but okay, okay. some patients they could live past that, which means they graduate hospice care as well if they live past those six months. Mm-hmm. So they have the option; they can remain on hospice for that um, initial diagnosis, six months or less. But if they stay on hospice and with the quality of care that our nurses give at Bristol Hospice, nice, they can graduate off hospice. Is that, is that common? Yes. Is I, it really? Yes, I've seen um, a couple since I've been there working on uh, a year and a half. Wow. Yes. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I thought honestly, I thought that that was the end of it. No, there's certain levels to it, and there's types of services that we provide, and there's four types of services as well. Too. If you're bringing people back from the quote-unquote wrong side, that's a heck of a service. Yes. Tell me about these things. Okay. Seriously. Okay. So first, we have our um, routine home care, which means each member of the care team comes into the home to offer around-the-clock care to the patients. Right. The patients patients are provided with DME, which is medical equipment, medication management, pain and symptoms um, care, wound care, 
outpatient services, spiritual care, and therapeutic services. This is where we have our entire team. The patient is assigned a medical doctor, a registered nurse case manager, a certified nursing assistant, wow. a clergy, social worker, volunteer, and our bereavement program. So with our bereavement program, we still stay with the patient and the family mm -hmm. after the death does happen. After, okay. So we okay. don't just leave them, but all of those services are interconnected and we're giving those to those patients every day. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. The second one, the second. That's, that's just the first one. Yeah, that's just the first wow. one. Wow. Mm -hmm. The second type of care we provide is respite care. This gives the um, caregiver, family members, um, the opportunity to get a break um, from taking care of the patients 24-7 around the clock. So... As they do that, we can have a volunteer to come in to provide some caregiver relief that we call it. They can spend like an hour or two, depending upon their schedule, to provide um, time for those caregivers to go out, do some shopping, run some errands that they need, other opportunities that they can utilize through our social work department for respite care. And we do have, uh, we do have partners that we work with, as in hospitals as well, to provide respite care options. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. We call those contracts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We got two more. Yes. We have um, general inpatient, which means a referral to the hospital for symptom management, meaning that's provided to the patient if, if their symptoms aren't managed in home. Gotcha. And then with continuous care, we're treating the symptoms in the hospital for eight hours under the care of a nurse and a CNA. So with each of these, all the patients uh, will receive the highest quality of care with certified nurses doctors and healthcare professionals you mentioned volunteers mm -hmm. now i take it they got to be important or you wouldn't have them right right correct correct so now but they don't have to be trained medically so i guess they could be but they don't have to be correct but what we do we provide them with trainings that, okay. That we go through. So they go through some rigors. Mm-hmm. Yes. They are background they they are tested um through a number of background checks. We do train them. Um they do have we call it relias. Um they have at least almost fifteen um trainings to complete on the computer, but I also come in and train one on one as well. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. a little, little, little supervision. Yes, yes. That is exactly That's what perfect. I do. That's perfect. And then we do have um, onboarding sections. We go through all the paperwork. They do that with me one-on-one. -on -one. I just don't leave them. So there's paperwork involved? Yes, there is. Ooh. There is. <laughs> we got to get to sign the confidentiality, compliances. And oh, I, am, I can only imagine. <laughs> what the insurance man says you have to have signed. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Hey, I, that's the world we live in. Did we get through all the, all the uh, services? Um, I think I cut you off. It's okay. It's okay. I apologize. We can go back. I heard, the, I heard volunteer. I wanted to jump on that. Oh, no. No, that's fine. And then um, with our hospice care, hospice care, we have hospice care and our palliative um, program. So with hospice, this is um, patients having a terminal illness that gives the patient six months or less. So this is provided in most um, care settings. It can be in the home. It can be in a hospice facility, right. a skilled nursing, or a sniff. Long term, a sniff. Nice. <laughs> that's, where, that's where I'm going to end up. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Um, assisting living in a hospital, um, inpatient levels of care only, and then we can do them at a group home. 
I got you. So this can be done in any type of setting. It sounds like it. it sounds yes. like, does Bristol work with hospitals? Yes. They will call you in. Yes, uh, we or have. They, they refer you. Yes, they they get referrals from those hospitals. Okay. Those okay. are our referral sources. I would be so lost if, if uh, Lord forbid, someone close to me, someone that I was taking care of more or less, and if they needed hospice, I would be totally lost. Oh, um, I, I mean, What do I do? Google it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm serious. So that's why we're here. Thank goodness you are. Yes, and we have marketers that go out to all of the uh, regions that we regions and counties that we service. We have a wide service areas. How big is that service? You showed me a map. It's like a third of Georgia. Yes, we arrange from Habersham, Stephen Hall, Banks, Franklin, Hart, Jackson, Gwinnett, Madison, Elbert, Oglethorpe, Athens, Walton County, Morgan County, Green County, Putnam County, Wilkes, Lincolnton, Warren, McDuffie, Hancock, Columbia, and Richmond. Nice. Yeah, so we have a wide service area. You do. And we're trying to get the name out there. And just to make sure that when you mention hospice, everybody just don't go to the, oh, they're shooting people with morphine, and they're just making well, that, that's Well, unfortunately, well, we've all watched too many movies and TV shows. Correct, correct. It, it, hospice is a bed and, and an IV drip. And Honestly, that's, that's what people think. Truth, and that's why we here to debunk those nice. myths and just to get our name out there and just get the – and just let the communities know that we service or anyone that – Hospice is not the end. Right. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I got you. But if it is, we're going to make sure that those last steps or those last, you know, those last moments, those last minutes, hours, are provided with the best care um, with all our team and the patient receiving all of that. Gotcha, gotcha. We, we, I glossed over, forgive me. Ashley, what is your position? What is your title with Bristol Hospice? I'm the volunteer coordinator. What is a day in the life of a volunteer coordinator look? Oh. Other than doing really cool podcasts. I know, right? This is my <laughs> first, and I'm excited. I know you are. I love it. <laughs> um, so I go out. I um, recruit churches. I can go to uh, some of those assisted livings. I can do activities with them. Sometimes I do try to preserve the referral source, even though our marketers are on it. I do that as, do that as well. I do at bingo activities with patients. I go out and make speak with schools, possibly really? some high schools, gotcha. speak with their nursing students, colleges, um, anything that I can do to generate, you know, more volunteers coming in and just showing them this is a different side of hospice other than them just seeing death and dying. Right. Is there a sweet spot for a volunteer? Uh, and obviously, other than passing a background check, right, or several, mm -hmm. is, are you looking for perhaps more of a retired retiree? Uh, someone in college is—is is there a sweet spot? I—I I never like to say anyone. Mm -hmm. That's all, you know. What kind of business is good for you? Anyone? No. It's—is there a sweet spot? Um. Well, currently, right now, for the most part, um, most of my volunteers they are UGA students. Shout out okay. UGA, two-time champs. Go, Go dogs. dogs! Go dogs! <laughs> Go dogs! Georgia, Georgia, born and raised. Uh -huh. Um. So mm -hmm. yes. Um. We do have a majority of college students. I do have some middle age, and I also do have a retired nurse who, um, who is a volunteer with us as well. So we will 
say anyone, but they have to meet these criteria. The criteria. Go okay. through these trainings. There is a criteria. There is a criteria. I got you. But we do have a teen program, but we'll have to interview the parent, then interview the child just to see if the maturity level is sure. there as well. And then we'll go through those requirements and ensure that the um, the child or, or the teen um, is ready to volunteer with this population because it is a it is a, a feeble a fragile type of population oh, to expose be. a child to early someone becomes a volunteer what kind of commitment are they talking a couple hours a week a day a month so we do require for like the month we we would we would ask for eight hours for the entire month if you would like from to from a volunteer from a volunteer yes so two hours a week mm-hmm. basically and, Yes. And if you would like to give more, you can, but right. there's just the general. But we have some going weekly, bi-weekly. It's not been too many going monthly. I imagine the volunteer, and I'm sure you encourage us. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm sure it, there's an encouragement to make some type of, I don't want to say bond, but to get to know this this patient mm-hmm. that, that they're volunteering with for. Yes. That is a um. Uh, maybe not necessarily become part of the family, but still be part of the family, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yes, yes, and actually, we had one of our long-standing patients. She just recently passed. She was on our services. She was very well connected with the entire team. I also um had a volunteer. She went every week on a Monday, and when I say by the time this patient passed, she walked around. Just like family, she knew all the family members. Everybody loved her. They loved I, I her, loved her yeah. and they loved to see her. It was it was over. It was very overwhelming as I attended the funeral with my volunteer. It was amazing the relationship that she built. Just going to see this patient for at least two hours every week. So, what kind of you mentioned training? Mm-hmm. You, you put them through some rigors. Yes. I think that was my word. How long does that take? Weeks, days, months, years? Um, it could, I guess. It could, it could, but. but I mean, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to to paint the picture of what a what someone, myself, what am I expecting when I say, "Hey, Ashley, mm-hmm. I want to be a volunteer." Okay. I'm going to paint that picture. That's okay. what we're here for. Okay. So, what kind of training? What kind of? So we do have uh, relaxed trainings where we do. I do assign those to you. Those are where we get our. HIPAA, um, we get our confidentiality, we get our patient rights, we get um, the paperwork, paperwork, quote unquote uh-huh. paperwork, quote unquote paperwork, the, the legal side of it. Yes, and it's just getting um, a volunteer to understand this is what you're taking on as you say you would like to volunteer, and ensuring that you are ready to make this commitment at least a year. And we do require at least a year. Okay, and that's um, asking the volunteers to be just as reliable as that medical director, that oh, yeah. nurse, yeah. that social worker, that clergy, or even um, or even down to the CNA. We, we would like you guys to have the same type of training. Because you go in, if a situation may happen, you're provided with that training in order for you not to panic. In the event, say a patient You've may... You've got to be the cool head in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that were to happen while any of the care team members in the home or in the facility. I could see that being really important. 
Yes, and we do take that training very seriously due to the population that we deal with. And we wanna just ensure that they are given all the highest level of services from each department, not just one department right. alone. Mm-hmm. Everybody, the whole team. Yes. I'm with you, I'm with you. Right, so you have patients, they're, they're located in almost any situation or mm-hmm. location. Mm-hmm. They're homes, hospitals. Yep. For ours, we do uh, in-home and in-facility. So you're sending your people, your volunteers, to the, wherever that location may be. Mm-hmm. But first, what I do, we actually do an introductory visit. I do. I go with the volunteer. Okay. We go meet the patient and their family just to see if it may be a good fit or if it may not or if we have to still searching. We just try to, you know, ensure that the patient and the volunteer, you know, they – they can have the possibility of generating a good relationship. So what happens if the patient's a big Alabama fan? <laughs> we'll work with it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I it's had okay. to go there. No, I had to go there. it's okay. It took us a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still working on it. We're still working on it. Right. I see onboarding. Okay. If you mentioned that, I missed it. What I, I see that, and I have no idea what that means, onboarding. Onboarding. These are Talk the, to me about that. These are the steps that this is the actual paperwork that goes into your file that we place in um, a double locked um, drawer at the office. And we send this up to corporate as well. They audit those files to ensure that everything is there in that file that's needed from you as a volunteer. As the volunteer. Yes. Paperwork, folks. Paperwork. Um, We do require that they just have TB testing. And then we pay for them to get fingerprinted, which is the background check. Gotcha. We do pay for those. Um, so it's at no expense of the volunteer. Basically, we go through uh, orientation. We go through the relaxed training. If they need, if I would do that in person or online, we prefer the, the online method. But if we have to, I can sit down and go through all the trainings just to ensure that the volunteer coming on board under, understands that. How long is that going to take, though? I mean... You, you, you're training someone for a couple of weeks? Um, it, it's all dependent upon that person. Well, I'm sure it is. I'm mm-hmm. sure it is, how quick they get it. Yes. And, and you feel comfortable with them. Yes, and we do actually an interview process as well. And oh, then yeah. we move to orientation, then we move to training, and then and then we go out and do our introductory visit in the field. Yes, and then we get our, our health file, too. That's with the TB test and the We've actually did away with our uh, COVID um, requirement. Did you really? Uh-huh. That'll be lifted August the 5th. Well, Ashley, what did we leave out? What did we miss? Mm-hmm. You got a ton of notes over there. I got one little sheet of paper. <laughs> um, I did pre-show, though. No, it's okay. It's okay. What did we miss? We're, we'll wrap this up here in a few minutes. Okay. So I'll go through what volunteers can do for patients. No, please, yeah. Uh-huh. So they can provide companionship meaning just to sit with them a couple of hours if they're right if they just need some someone to be there we can do that just to provide a supportive presence along with that i guess we, we would call this expectations of, of volunteers yeah well no this is important though they can um run errands oh they can run errands um just to say if they needed to pick up something for the uh, for the patient gotcha. just say like a favorite snack or something they can do that right um light household tasks like helping the patient make up the bed if they still can do so sure um, help the patient record memories or complete special projects. Nice. 
play music, read with them, watch a movie, do events in the community, offer support to our veteran patients, and assist in the office or community. Also, we have two types. They can be direct, meaning they work with the patients, or indirect, meaning they can come in the office and gain clerical um, skills in the healthcare field as well. So it's two Two ways you can go with it. Mm -hmm. Nice. And then um, we do have specialty programs, and that's what I will end on. Nice. Specialty programs. We have our Bright Moments, which is an innovative non-pharmacological approach to person-centered dementia at the end of stages, meaning we do provide these patients with a Bright Moments kit. This includes the music device, a weighted blanket, handheld distraction device, a therapeutic there, Specialized utensils, try to life, and specialized care products. We do have that, and that's for those people who have that dementia and may experience like some type of, mm-hmm. and we can provide them with some of those tools from the Bright Moments kit to nice. calm them. So with our sweet dreams, um, if this program works to develop an individualized care plan to assist with the nighttime routine that facilitates sleep and comfort at the end of the day, meaning that our patient receives gentle hand and foot touch techniques, nightly care, aromatherapy, essential oil, sound and music therapy, taste therapy, and a gentle spa approach, low light, spa music, fountain and soft words, which is done by a trained certified CNA. And then we have our We Honor Veterans. This is our program that we would like to take a moment and to thank our veterans for their services and to match possibly a veteran volunteer with a veteran patient. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, we have... I could see that being a a huge thing. Yes. A big gain right there. I could see that. Yes, and we have several volunteers who are uh, veterans. veterans. Uh And that's a huge need right there. Nice. So those are our uh, programs. and thank Y'all doing a lot of stuff. Yes, yes. We have a lot of things going on. Uh, Bristol Hospice is um, amazing, amazing, amazing with the care. I would like to shout them out. You guys are awesome. Nice. And nice. I, it's a pleasure to work alongside you guys. Uh, you know, Ashley, I, I've talked to you a few times now, and you always have a giant smile on your face. Oh, thank you. So if the rest of the team is, is like you, then wow, win. Awesome. Big win. Awesome. Uh, website. How, how do the folks learn even more about you? Um, they can go to www.bristolhospice.com. Bristol Hospice. Bristol like the city. Hospice.com. Bristolhospice.com. And there also um, is a volunteer link as well. Oh, nice. Yes. And they can sign They'll up. They'll find that on the website. Yes, on the website. Yeah, volunteer services. You're, um, on, you're on Facebook too. Yes, we're on Facebook, Bristol Hospice, East Georgia. East Georgia, okay. Yes. And the folks will come find you. Yes, they can find me. I'll be there. (laughs) Nice. Ashley, thank you so much for coming in today. No, thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Braving the massive storm. Yes. Which is leaving us right now. Yes. And we never got kicked off air, believe it or not. So that's a a win. Awesome. You're just good luck. I'm going to keep you around. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me. Folks, visit bristolhospice.com. Hi, Mom. There you go. Ashley and the folks, they are ready to take care of you. (laughs) Hey, I'm Tom Sheldon. We'll talk to you soon.